hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com and this is Hypnotic Buffet. So my name is Jason Newland and in case anyone's wondering why, why I pronounce my name the way I do is because was Jason, that's just normal. No, but if you wonder why I pronounce my surname New Land, it's because I wanted people, when I first started doing the internet stuff, I wanted the listeners to know how to spell my name. So when they went online and searched for me, uh, when they went on, you know, to put in my website address, they would spell it because New Land, how else could it be spelled other than N E W L A N D, New Land? But the thing is, I now say it all the time. I'm, I don't mean I'm walking around saying New Land, New Land, but I mean, you know, when I phone up the doctors, for example, and they say, What's your name? I say, Jason New Land and or the dentist or whoever and the amount of times that I get corrected they say oh Newland why are you correcting me on the pronunciation of my own name Newland the name comes from Newland my ancestors discovered a new land at some point so I don't know it's kind of uh, it's weird to get someone do that you know to question me or to you know tell me the correct way to pronounce my own name. Anyway, that's not what this is about. This is the hypnotic buffet. The idea behind these podcasts, these audio podcasts, is just kind of shooting the breeze in a way. Me just talking about stuff. I talk about my own life. I talk about what's going on, what I'm up to. I also discuss ideas and, you know, talk about things that might be useful. Maybe look at things in a a different way, perhaps. So I'll start off by talking just letting you know roughly what's been going on. I haven't made a hypnotic buffet for probably a week or two. Hmm. Probably less than two weeks, over a week anyway. And what I've been doing is I've been spending a fair amount of time promoting my podcasts. I decided to pretty much give up on videos 
Um, it doesn't mean that I'm never going to make any videos in the future because I'm sure I will. Uh, and I've also got over 700 videos. I'm not quite sure what to do with them really. I'm not going to delete them off of my hard drive. Um, but I'm not on YouTube anymore. I'm not on Vimeo. I kind of got rid of that. They are available. Some people have uploaded them, some of my stuff to YouTube, which is cool. But at the moment, I'm just, you know, going to focus on the podcasts. And at the moment, I've got 11 podcasts. I didn't realize I had so many. So, actually, I've got 12, but 11 are on iTunes. Um, and things need to be on iTunes in order to really kind of reach an audience. There's quite a few good podcast hosts which also promote the sessions and they kind of have their own directory uh, such as SoundCloud and Podomatic and of course iTunes but I think iTunes is now called is it called Podcast or something it's they've got a different name for it now but it is still you know everyone knows it as iTunes also this week one of my Podomatic podcasts it's the daily relaxation and stress relief and panic for panic attacks which I did that was 30 32 day or 36 day um, course that I did last year well anyway that's been accepted on Spotify uh, the link is on my website so I was kind of pretty pleased with that because on Spotify they I've only just started accepting podcasts and it's not very easy to get on there so to have one of my podcast actually accepted uh, was a bit of a yeah I felt quite pleased about that it'd be good if I could get my major podcast on there the you know Jason Newland free hypnosis service um, so that all my 700 plus uh, you know sessions could be on there that'd be cool that's on Spotify, but I'll wait and see. I've submitted my Hypnotic Buffet podcast, which I have with Podbean. That's been submitted, but I'm waiting to hear from them about that. So I'm not sure if anything's going to come from there. By the way, I'm smoking a cigarette, so please don't judge me. Andre has been an absolute pain in the bum the last few days. So it's been snowing. Well, it's, it's, the snow's pretty much gone now, but this week, over the last seven days, it's been, the weather has it's pretty much been the main topic on the news. And we had a lot of snow 
a lot of disruption. The, the bin bags haven't even been collected from last week yet. They're still out there. So I don't know what's going to happen. They've got to come and collect them eventually. So Andre has been hassling me to go out. Every day he expects to be taken out for a walk. You know, regardless of the weather, he wants to go out. And he, he doesn't just pester me by jumping up at me and like following me around everywhere I go and trying to trip me up. And He actually tries to jump up to get the keys to the front door. He tries to jump up to get to my jacket that I wear when I go out. He's really, you know, he wants to go out. But he doesn't give up. He doesn't give up. And I took him out in the snow the other day. Because I thought, well, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna insist on going out, I said we'll take you out. So I took him out. I didn't want to go out in the snow, but you know, it's cold out there, but I took him out. He loved it. He absolutely loved it. But then a few hours later when we got home, a few hours later he was ill. He was throwing up and he was being had a really must have had a really upset stomach. And I was really concerned, and my friend, who's also got uh, a ferret, said to me that it's probably because he went out, he got ill for going out in the cold, because he's not used to being out there. And although he has got a fur coat on, it's not on his belly. His belly is, it's not like a dog's belly where it's like really kind of completely hairless, but it's very thin hair, you know, it's not a lot of hair on his belly compared to his back. So, I was worried, and I thought, if that is the case, and he got ill, and I'm I'm the cause of that by taking him out there, I'll keep him indoors until the snow's finished, until the snow is melted. He wouldn't have it. He wouldn't have it, I kept him in. all day all night the next day and he was hassling me and hassling me I kept putting him into his cage because um, I usually let him out just let him do what he wants but I had to put him in his cage so that he wasn't making noise and disturbing the neighbours and stuff and he's rattling in his cage he was trying to rip the door off his cage he really wasn't happy I ended up taking him for a walk I was up all night anyway I ended up taking him for a walk at 8 in the morning. And then again he started last night again. So I ended up taking him for a walk this evening. He's just... And now he's been out, he's happy. Luckily the snow's cleared, so it's, it should be okay. But for him, he's not been ill or anything. But I just oh, it's frustrating really is insisting on going out and he wouldn't even know about it if I hadn't took him out to start with it's my fault really anyway he thinks he's a dog I think I'm a ferret so it's a weird one there really so now that we're all caught up all caught up with my life that I've been promoting my websites my podcast rather and got a little bit carried away 
started paying for some premium on some of the podcasts so I kind of run out of money realized that I'm probably spending well over a thousand pound a year over a thousand, probably about 1500 pound maybe two grand a year on this free hypnosis service that I offer um, so you know just the internet and the Vimeo the Vimeo is 200 pound that I paid for the internet the laptop I had to buy uh, this recording studio that's like so that's 200 that was 200 for the laptop 250 or whatever the internet is 40 quid a month which I wouldn't need what I have if it wasn't for the I need to be on the internet you know pretty much all the, not all the time but a lot of the time otherwise I could just possibly get away with the internet and just go and go into town and use it there if I needed to I wouldn't need to, to have it here as much as I do though I'd miss it I reckon but I do have it on my phone anyway the point I was trying to make was I have to start being more careful financially because I can't afford to spend money really on on this and it's all I want to do it's all I want to all I'm all I really care about really is making these podcasts making the audios promoting my website you know reaching a, a wider audience and I was quite pleased I'm now on about 30 different podcasts slash podcast directories uh, so the 11 podcasts are spread quite wide at the moment and I'm getting more more listeners more downloads I've had my main podcast I've had about over 2,000 in the last week 2,000 plays and with the other podcasts probably another 500 to 1,000 downloads over the last week or so altogether so it's quite good it's quite good it's all growing and the Hypnotic Buffet podcast although I've only just started it as far as Podbean uh, it's also available on my standard pod you know podcast with SoundCloud but I think it's a, a good place for people that just want to go and only want to listen to the Hypnotic Buffet just go to Podbean um, the link again is on my website just gives you an opportunity now, all, all my podcasts are on Podbean as well but the pod being the uh, hypnotic buffet is actually hosted by them. Actually, I pay for that, so I'm pretty pleased with that. It's growing very slowly, but it is growing, which is pretty much the main thing. Plus, this is the first new one that I've done for a while since I've actually started that podcast last week and paid for that and uploaded them this is the first new session so I'm hoping it will grow a bit more now 
to start doing these regularly. And I do also intend to do more other stuff as well. Hypnosis for relaxation, uh, for sleeping and for other stuff. I just, I seem to get myself focused on one thing. And my one thing has been, over the last week has been focusing on promoting the podcasts. Although there's huge amounts of work to, to do on the website to get all my sessions all sorted out on the website so that's that's but that's probably a month a month or two's work to do that so I guess I'm putting that off a little bit but it's just I think it's nice to have everything organized so if you come to my website you can see all the different places so if you if you like to use Spreaker or you like to use tuning or you like you've got specific podcast that you like to use you know to listen to your stuff on uh, maybe it's Podomatic maybe it's I'm losing track Podchaser or um, Bluber or SoundCloud or iTunes whatever one you use I'm, I'm on there you know you can find my stuff there and I've got them all listed so you can just click on whichever one you want and you can then go on there and subscribe so it just makes it a bit easier and most of the podcasts do offer you able to download the sessions also so you can download them stick them on your mp3 on your computer ipod ipad phone whatever and listen to them uh, when it's safe to close your eyes So that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. There's potentially, I'm going to be doing a radio show with a friend, but um, that's in its planning stages at the moment. There's a few other things I'd like to do, probably more for my own interest than for anything else. There's a couple of things. One, I would like to do a podcast for boxing because I'm a boxing fan. So I know I wouldn't I would share it on the my website because that's my website for anything I do really but I don't I know it's not necessarily going to be something that everyone's going to want to watch or listen to and no. it's just because it's uh, one of my subjects I'm interested in but another thing I might not ever do that but another thing that I'd really be interested and like to do is interviewing other hypnotists and hypnotherapists online so talk to people on Skype and then just record it using the recorder my little recording studio here and just record the conversation and then have that as a podcast to do one, like one a week uh, talking to different hypnotists hypnotherapists around the world and just ask them, you know, about their life and how they got into it and uh, what kind of advice they would give to people and things like that. It's quite, it's, it'd be a way, it'd be something interesting for me, something where I could learn some new things. And at the same time, it would be useful for other people. It's also be promotional for that person. 
uh, in, in a, I guess, not necessarily something that a lot of people need. I mean, I'm sure plenty of hypnotists, hypnotherapists uh, don't need my promotion, but it might be interesting for them as well to tell their story and and it I always find I don't know I just not everybody does what I do uh, in a sense of just sitting in my big black chair by the way I want to get myself a lazy boy I've got a recliner Mrs. T bought me a recliner um, a couple of years back when I first moved into my flat so um it's, it's, yeah, it's my favourite chair but I would like to upgrade it so I'd like to still keep this chair because I don't have any other chairs comfy uh, in this flat I've got a ta- I've got a table which was my nan's which I inherited and two chairs which I inherited from her as well one of the chairs is I sit in it the other chairs in my bedroom I just pull it out when my social worker visits or if someone wants to sit at the table with me anyway so this is all I've got in the in this room I've got a couple of bookcases I've got Andre's cage in the corner where he eats and sometimes sleeps if, if he's naughty <laughs> if he's naughty if I can get him in there but I've got my TV in the corner and then there's just so there's it's not cluttered it's a bit messy because Andre's toys are all over the floor um, and that's how I want it to be I want him to to do whatever he wants to do pretty much as long as he doesn't disturb the neighbours I don't care what he does really just this is his home but I don't have another comfortable chair so if I've got a friend visiting either I go and sit in the chair at the desk or I sit in my comfy chair and they sit at the chair at the desk and I'm not pleased on any of those because I don't want to feel the other person's uncomfortable but at the same time I don't really want to be uncomfortable and when I'm sitting at the desk I'm not uncomfortable if I'm doing something I'm working on the laptop working on you know the website watching TV at the same time or listening to music or whatever but if I'm going to sit down and talk to someone I'd like to be comfy so I'd like I really would um, welcome a nice lazy boy chair recliner into my home that's uh, something I'd really really love to get one day and then I can put this chair over the other side of the room and I can just oh that lazy boy oh be brilliant I like the recliner I've got now, but the Lazy Boy would be um, more comfortable and it'd be just groovy. Anyway, going back to what I was originally saying, I forgot what I was saying, is not everybody who does um, podcasting just talk, just sit down and just talk about their life and talk about stuff so there's a lot of hypnotists hypnotherapists out there that haven't had the opportunity maybe to tell their story 
and I'm interested in their story I'm interested in what brings people to hypnosis and what their beliefs are and what their limitations maybe are and what their experiences are you know this I'd like to hear some of that stuff so if you are a hypnotist you hypnotherapist out there and you're interested in being interviewed by myself by me then just let me know there's a contact form on my website um, also you can there's a, a like button yeah, you can you know go to Facebook and contact me on there as well but the website is probably the best way or you can contact me directly to my email which is jasonnewland at hotmail.co.uk that's my email address so you can contact me there and I will reply as long as you're not trying to sell me something weird or try to ask me to send you money in exchange for a hundred million dollars because your whole family is perished and but you need me to send you a thousand pounds in order to cover the cost of the bank transfer you know but no thanks I don't ever told anyone did I, did I mention that once I had a woman contact me and it was on plenty of fish so it was a genuine well you know I thought it was a genuine contact and she contacted me and started chatting to me and she sent me pictures of herself but the pictures were completely different not only from the profile picture but she sent two different pictures to by email to me and there were two different women but they weren't it wasn't even they weren't even close looking wise they didn't you know um, I couldn't believe it I just that I'd fallen no it's not no I didn't even fall in love with her I'm saying that I'd fallen for that old yet another old trick because I've been there before and I've had few years back I think it might be on plenty of fish as well someone saying no it's Facebook someone added me and then started sort of chatting to me and you know leaving comments and then they started saying uh, that they wanted to talk to me and on Skype and stuff and not on Skype but talk to me yeah they started chatting to me actually it wasn't Skype and then yeah they, they wanted to talk anyway they, they asked she asked me for money asked me for money to send the money so that she could buy uh, I don't know what it was a mobile phone or uh, some kind of thing she wanted $150 and well I didn't send it just in case you're wondering I didn't send it no the Walking Dead's back on telly. That's on tonight. I'll watch it on playback later. Don't know if any of you watched that. It's 
It's got a bit dramery lately. It's um I think we need to have Negan in every single episode because he's brought the show to life. For me, he's kind of become the star of the show. This he's got that there's that charisma and it's quite weird he's the only one that isn't miserable even though he's like the bad guy he's the only cheerful one in the whole show um, so yeah it was, it's uh, I still watch it but it's just a bit grim now it's just I'll see how it goes, you know. I'm I'm not sure if I'm quite as into it as I used to be. But it doesn't seem you know, the Walking Dead it's it should just be called to just change the killing humans. Cause it's it's not about the zombies anymore at all. They're just not even part of the show they so they it's like I just have to add a few of the walking dead on there every now and then but it's it's all about the humans killing each other which i suppose in reality probably would probably would be like that but just i don't know it's, there should be more more zombies maybe i don't know I always found it weird that they all had names. So whenever they met people, uh, Rick, the the star of the show, whenever he met new people, they all had different terms to describe the Walking Dead, uh, the brain eaters, the the. Uh, the non-living, the the sleepwalkers, the what, various different things. Not one, not one person mentioned the word zombie. Not one person. The whole time the show's been on air, not one person has said the word zombie. You think that would be the first name that comes up, wouldn't you? Zombie. But no. Zombie, zombie, zombie. <laughs> What's in your head? In your head. Zombie, zombie, zombie. <laughs> oh, she died as well. Cranberry Singer died a few weeks back. Absolutely loved. Cranberries their second album was my favourite one of my favourite albums ever in the universe um, the one you know the album that has zombie on it is it there's no need to argue there's no need to argue anymore do 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 some more yeah it's such a shame it's a lot of younger people dying it's weird 
maybe it's my age, maybe because I'm getting to 48 soon in August. I just, it's weird to see famous people that are younger than me or the same age or just a little bit older dying. Like George Michael. So he was like, is it, was he 52 or something, wasn't he, when he died? Only a few years older than me. Michael Jackson was only about 51. Whitney Houston. Don't think she was even 50, was she? She was only... I think Whitney was a little bit older than me. So when she... I think she was 17 in 1985 and I was 15 so and she died a few years back didn't she so she was under 50 she would be about 47 48 maybe but the Yorkshire Ripper's still alive and that's weird isn't it So there's no logic, I guess, to that stuff. And someone said something to me the other day, a friend said that I'm holding on to life, really holding on to it. I've been thinking about that. Let me think about what, what does that mean, holding on to life? holding on to something like it's sacred, like it's important. Well, it is, isn't it? Isn't life important? What, what's more important than life? And it got me thinking, gets, and it's, this isn't something that I never think about because I do think about suicide um, not in terms of wanting to kill myself I just think about death, suicide people being in that situation um, where they feel they want to release they want to be released from the emotional pain um, or the physical pain in some cases as well so and I wonder what sometimes what can I do to help other people to just stay alive for one more day I think maybe that's that's something that needs to be agreed upon that needs to be asked of somebody that's at that point of ending it or just ask them just to stay alive for one more day 
and then the next day depending on how they're feeling just stay alive for one more day because how we feel changes and that's the thing I'm, we're all aware of this we all know this now sometimes people say oh I'm never going to change you, you can't make me change I'm never going to change for a man or a woman I'm never going to Never going. I'm always going to be the same. Well, I understand. Maybe they're saying they don't want to be controlled by another person. They don't want to be judged by another person. They want to be accepted for who they are. And they're not willing to make changes just to fit in with how another person feels that they should be or act or behave I guess that's where they're coming from when they people say stuff like that but change is inevitable and it's going to happen to all of us you know if you lived if you lived to be 100,000 years if you lived and you thought I'm just going to sit here I'm going to watch the landscape. I'm just going to watch this river and watch the forest. Watch the countryside. I'm just going to sit here for 100,000 years. And I'm never going to change. I'm going to stay alive. And I'm never going to change. You might not change. If you could able to do that. Everything around you will change so we have no choice but to be we're affected by what happens outside it's natural to be affected I kind of want to be affected by stuff not to the extent where um I'm crying or you know emotionally upset you know extreme but I do want to be affected if I see something that's maybe beautiful to me I want to feel to have that feeling of beauty or something is ugly you know something is some behavior is something that I find maybe disgusting. I want to be able to feel that disgust. It's, it's just part of being alive, isn't it? It's just a human, having those human emotions. And I'm not always sure that I allow myself or I'm able to express those feelings. But do we have to express them in order to feel them? It's like, do you have to, just because you have a nice relieving bowel movement doesn't mean you've got to share it with everyone at the dinner table. I'm assuming you've gone to the toilet first and then you don't 
then gone to the dinner table not actually done it at the dinner table because then that would be well you wouldn't have to share it because everyone would probably be aware within a, a short period of time <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about so wouldn't it be nice I reckon to accept that things change doesn't mean it's nice doesn't mean that I don't think it means that we should uh, enjoy all those changes because some of the changes are painful someone dying that you're close to that's change it's nature it's natural you don't need anybody telling you that because you know that it's too painful you don't need somebody lecturing you or you don't need somebody especially I know when my nan passed away when she died as usual people don't know what to say in those situations friends they don't know what to say the same way as I don't know what to say when you know a friend has a bereavement I don't know what to say really it's the same the same cliched statement of well I'm here if you need me because nothing you say is going to make any difference so don't start tap, tap dancing and doing a juggling act or maybe get a ventriloquist dummy out trying to make them laugh they don't want to laugh they don't want to be cheered up it's not a situation to be cheered up from and I actually when my nan died and I went to her funeral the evening before her funeral I visited a friend and we went out for her and her kids went out for a dinner and she was trying to cheer me up and she actually verbally told me she was trying to cheer me up I didn't want to be cheered up that's the last thing I wanted and actually at my nan's funeral I was called over to my brother and my cousin and my aunt was taking a picture and she wanted me in the picture and this this wasn't actually at the funeral in the church because that would have been highly insensitive but at the um, the buffet or whatever you want to call it afterwards the wake is it a wake where we were just eating and I, I wasn't drinking any alcohol because I didn't I was too scared to drink I didn't know what, what I would do but I was surprised I was called over to pose for a photograph and expected to smile and I wasn't going to smile because I, I couldn't smile there was no there were no smiles left you know I didn't have any any smiles within me that day because it was you know one of the saddest days of my life and the idea of trying to cheer someone up you can't cheer someone up when they've got a bereavement they're not 
miserable, you know, just being miserable or just having a bad day, don't need some light entertainment. They just, people need to feel the pain. No one wants to feel the pain, but we need to feel it. It's all part of the process. The if it's healing, I don't know, but it's an acceptance, maybe. But more than one people, a few people, in fact, said to me, "Oh, she lived to, she lived a, a nice ripe old age." She was uh, 96, I think. She lived to be in a ripe old age, a good age, a good age to to choke and not be able to breathe and have a heart attack and die. Yeah, is there any good age for that? She told me that when, probably about 10 years ago my nan, both her brother and sister died in the same week one was about the same age as her the other, they were both one was in her 90s, I think she was older than my nan, one was in his late 80s and people were saying that to her oh they lived to be a nice age and she said to me she was sick of it she said don't, doesn't matter, they might be in her sister might be in the 90s and her brother might be in his early late 80s but they were her brother and sister she'd lost her brother and sister and whether they were in their 90s or 20s it's a huge loss for someone to lose someone that they're close to and she couldn't understand why people were saying, keep saying the same thing, keep repeating, oh, well, they were nice, nice age. Like, no, that's not comforting. Well, at least she didn't find it comforting. Maybe some people do, I don't know. I can't imagine there's really any comfort in someone that's being bereaved. Maybe there is, maybe I don't know what it is. But I've known quite a few people that are bereaved and sometimes all they need is just an opportunity, space, just space to just be there with themselves. Maybe to talk about how they feel, maybe to just cry. just to let it out in whatever form it presents itself and I've been to a few funerals over the years but the only one I really got emotional at was my nan's by the way nan that's my grandmother for those that may not know what Nan means it 
I want to say the end one I got emotional out. I don't mean that all the other funerals I was having a good old time because you know obviously I wasn't it's and some people they think well why do we get sad people die it's natural it's okay to say words like that about other people but it's different anyone that says oh why are we getting people getting so sad it's death you know it happens to everyone but when it happens to them when they have a bereavement and they lose someone that they love dearly they don't feel that way then it's quite strange for me considering in my early days I was a, a bit of a handful verbally at least and I now think about things I think the difference is I think about things now and I have the confidence to just talk and realise that maybe some of the things I say are okay some of some things will be taken as how I in my mind think that they're being perceived other things might not be perceived the same way as what I think they are um, but I have the confidence to just accept and take ownership of my thoughts and my words and my feelings uh, being able to express how I feel in the moment and to not make any apologies for that knowing that I'm not out to hurt anybody. I'm not out to cause harm to anybody in the world. Genuinely don't have that need. I'm just trying to live a life and help people if possible. And sometimes I think hearing someone else say maybe what you have thought in the past or maybe hearing someone say something that is different to how you feel can give you the confidence to realise that we are different and we have people have opinions and ultimately that's all it is a bunch of opinions and really in a sense everybody everybody's opinions and ideas and belief systems are as valid as anybody else's in a sense of who am I to tell you how to think or feel I guess all we can do is point out those things that may be harmful to others and may be harmful to ourselves so if there's a habit uh, behavioural thing that you do or some things that you say or I say or do that may be harmful to ourselves 
then once you're aware of that, I guess you can make the choice, you can decide, do you continue to do something that hurts you, that limits your life, limits your happiness, or do you accept that that's what you did in the past, but now as you look to the future, you're thinking, you're going to do something different. You want more for yourself. You feel that you deserve more happiness in life for you and maybe your loved ones. So it's quite a quite a nice place to be because I remember years ago when I was a teenager I used to have thoughts I used to think about things quite deeply even when I was a child you know I used to I remember it was a memory that I had the other day that I forgot about during break time or play time at school I used to walk around the field if the weather was good enough I used to walk around the field the play the playground it was a big big old field and I would, other people would be playing football uh, chasing each other fighting playing marbles you know whatever uh, if it's nice weather maybe sunbathing but I'd just be walking slowly around the field singing to myself or just thinking it was kind of a a walking meditation I didn't realise what walking meditation was at the time but it did calm me calmed my mind calmed my body allowed me to feel more focused and feel more relaxed and as I was walking I could feel my, my, my feet you know the bottoms of my feet pressing against the floor I think in the summer I'd even take my shoes off and just walk around in my bare feet but I might be making that up it might never have happened but it probably sounds like something that I would do sometimes I'd walk around with a friend sometimes I'd walk around on my own I think it was a case of if someone came up to me and wanted to walk with me then maybe I'd talk to them as I was walking around but I liked that solitary element to it to just be on my own on the outskirts looking in it was very calming and I did that quite regularly for five years of being at high school 
I went through periods when I would I didn't do it, but spent quite a lot of time doing it. Probably less so into the the higher years, but definitely the first probably three years of high school I did it. But I think as I got older, I probably spent more time inside being naughty, <laughs> probably at times. Um, and also used to go into town as well. As I got older, I'd go into town or maybe go home because I lived in town and go back. So it's, yeah, things change a little bit as I got older. So I used to go home for lunch. It was only like five minutes on my bike. I just remember the, that calmness. Because I used to have quite, um, extreme mood swings when I was well you know pretty much my whole life as far back as I remember and my my real memory really starts around eight years old that's when I can have more of a memory really of uh, my day to day life nine, ten, eleven, you know, th those years building up to there. And I lived in a town, I lived in this school, lived in a school, I lived in a house in town, and the school, junior school that I went to from the ages of nine to eleven, I think, or eight to eleven, I don't know, eight to ten, something like that. Anyway, I went there and I... It was such a long walk, and it took me over an hour to walk home, sometimes an hour and a half. And I would just walk so slowly. If there's no one else around, maybe I'd have a sing, sing some songs, like Adam and the Ants, or Blondie, or some songs from Greece. Chuck a few plates on the floor. No, it wasn't that kind of thing. No, from the musical, I mean. And then I'm watching, I'm looking on Facebook. And I'm on a, um, a group. I'm on a few groups. One's bipolar group and quite regularly somebody puts a post on there saying that they are feeling suicidal and I genuinely don't know what to say to them I want to help but I don't know what I don't feel that writing a sentence or a paragraph just doesn't feel like that's enough
maybe it is enough for some people you know for um, not for the person writing it but for the the person that needs the support it's just hard to gauge I don't you know it's hard to get feedback I just feel I can't really send a message to someone the day after or a week later and say so how are you getting on because I don't personally know them I sometimes wish that I could sort of be in the same state of mind all the time I don't don't mean I guess no one is but just a bit more able to plan things and maybe be available every day for people to phone in and maybe do a bit of online Skype counselling for people in need of a you know an emergency conversation someone that needs to talk now but my concern is whether I would be able to be with that person in the sense of be useful helpful to them in that moment in in England we've got uh, a charity called the Samaritans where you can phone them up and anywhere in the country and you can talk about whatever is on your mind really you don't it doesn't have to be just people that are suicidal it can be anyone who needs to talk about something that's worrying or being problematic or you know issues that may be uh, getting in the way of them sleeping or whatever it may be I guess there's probably charities in other countries equivalent to that I don't know helplines where you can phone in and speak to a person and they just listen they don't they don't judge you they don't question you necessarily and just accept you for who you are and however you're feeling in that moment and it seems like quite a nice thing to offer somebody a nice service to offer someone in need I think maybe that's one of those things is sometimes people need things there and then but what happens is they're put on a waiting list and even though the waiting list may not be a long period of time you know officially it might only 
instead of being three months or six months it might be a few weeks a couple of weeks even maybe even a week but what that person needs is someone now and I think maybe that's one of the problems with the health services in a sense that the only mental illness issues that seem to be taken seriously are those that are extreme something where somebody has tried to take their own life or has been violent or done something really quite extreme behaviorally or you know done something very antisocial uh, so they get attention they you know by what they do There's so many more people that kind of suffer in silence in a way maybe sit at home and they don't cause problems for anybody else they don't try and kill themselves but they still have a real need very very strong need for emotional support sooner rather than later so maybe one day that will happen outside of charities that are there maybe one day there will be we'll be able to offer a service we'll be able to access a service where you can just phone them up and be taken seriously and have emotional support in that moment think it's, it's okay having you know if you, if you think of therapy like an asthma pump so the asthma asthmatic person may take their inhaler in the morning maybe in the evening maybe lunchtime or whatever but they're not they're not on it the whole time they'll just take it a few times a day maybe that's fine and they might just do that at home and then go out but when they need it most is 
during an asthma attack. That's when they need help. Medical emergency care. Not an appointment for six weeks time. Or to be put on a waiting list. So I've rambled on, just talking about some ideas, some stuff, bits about my life. And I will do this again. I'm thinking maybe I'll do hypnotic buffet perhaps once a week I don't know every day probably is too often I don't I'm really not sure it's hard to it's hard to judge it really it would be good to have a regular a regular slot a regular time a regular day where people know when it's going to be coming out and those of you that don't mind being bored <laughs> can listen to me just rabbit in on so I'm going to go I will be making some other sessions very soon And hopefully with all the promotion that I'm doing with the podcasts, uh, I hope to reach a, a much, much larger audience. So that's me for now. I'm actually feeling hungry again. But then it is been a few hours since I ate. So you take care of yourselves and remember my website is jasonnewland.com you can uh, if you like what I do please share my sessions with friends, family share on Facebook, Twitter all that stuff um, and before I go just please remember to treat yourself the way that you would like to be treated Okay, you take care of yourselves. Bye.